See that no one misleads you. The Bible is clear that the last days will be filled with false teachers, deception, mockers, lawlessness, those who love themselves, those who will be unloving and unholy, those without self-control, those who will pretend to know God, yet they are simply whitewashed tombs. There will be no great end times revival, just a great last day's deception. Scripture warns that people will creep into their churches unaware. Who are those creeping in and why are they doing it? The church in the last days will be full of compromise, deception, and a lack of discernment. Life clips will contend earnestly for the faith as Jude 3 instructs. Warning, the red light has been turned on. Grab your Bible. It's time to expose the dark. That's who he was. At this time, even the word tax collector, it carried implications that would have put him amongst liars, thieves, and murderers. When Jesus says tax collector, it's not just like, oh, yeah, Uncle Sam, what's your money? No, 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 no. Think of the person you despise the most in your life. Get that person in your mind. This is Zacchaeus. He's a tax collector. He's super successful. The only problem is he's super short, which is probably why he was so successful. He's trying to make up for something. You know what I'm saying? But he's... He's super successful, but he's short. He says there's a crowd and he can't see Jesus. So he gets an idea. You know what? I'm going to run ahead of the crowd and I'm going to climb a tree. Zacchaeus is up in his tree. He's like, all right. He's going to come by any second now. And when he comes by, I'm going to pounce on him. No, I'm just kidding. He just jumped, hi like straight Spider-Man through the land and everything. He climbs up in a tree, and he's sitting in the tree waiting for his moment. And all the scripture says, it didn't say he was trying to talk to Jesus. All the scripture gives us is he wanted to see Jesus. He didn't have no plans of talking to him. He didn't have no plans of hanging out with him. The only thing in his mind was, I just want to see him. I just want I've heard about him. I've I heard a lot of people around me talk about him, But I want to see him for myself. Well, the problem is, people got in the way of him seeing Jesus. And that still happens today. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Am I having a tease? <laughs> I did. I'm sorry, I didn't see that coming. There's people who want to see Jesus. They may not be living right. They might not be doing all the right things. But there's something on the inside that's just curious. But it says the crowd, the people who got close to Jesus, he couldn't get around him. He couldn't see around him. So he decided, I'll run ahead. And the scripture says this. He climbed a tree for Jesus was going to pass that way. Jesus comes walking with the crowd as Zacchaeus is like, oh, okay. He's a little shorter than I thought you'd be, but, you know. Oh, wow. You ain't white like in all the pictures. That's crazy. Mm, mm. 
Sorry, I can't say that. Some of y'all got a white Jesus. That's not what he looked like. Anyways, uh, everybody prays. And literally, statistics say that uh, 50% of Americans would say they pray on a regular basis, four to five times a week, which dwarfs church attendance. So people praying way more than they go into church. This is what they say. Yeah, I pray all the time. Oh, I pray before I eat my food. I pray before I go to sleep. I pray when I wake up. I pray for a job interview. I pray that, like, we just have traveling mercies. Come on. Anybody got traveling mercies? Hallelujah. Come on. Hedge of protection. Come on. Got hedges all around you because you've been praying. That's all you know. You just got somebody, well, I thank you, God. I pray a hedge of protection, traveling mercy. You just throwing out words, don't even know what they mean. Look, I thank you. We rebuke it in the name of you. You rebuking good stuff, God. I just rebuke that person. You just throwing out swords and spirits, and you just. So we're going to tame some of that in today. But uh, what are you talking about? But everybody prays, but the Bible also says that a two or three agree in my name. I'll like. If you pray anything according to my will, it shall be. So how come we got all these promises about prayer? about everything that happens when we pray. And 50% of us in this room, maybe a lot more because we're in a church context, are praying. But if you're honest, your prayer list is pretty long and some of your answers ain't there yet. Uh, I want to read a a, a scripture in Genesis um, and then we're going to jump right in. Genesis 3 um, is what this scripture is. It's Genesis 3. I'm going to read two verses and uh, we're going to jump right into it. This is what the Bible says. Uh, When the cool evening breeze was blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking in the garden. So they hid from the Lord among the trees. Then the Lord called to man, where are you? Where are you? I'm going to take a moment to pray before we get into the sermon. Lord God, um... Thank you again for being here, and I thank you that you would help us to uh, experience you in a deep, deep, genuine way. It's in the name of Jesus we pray, and everybody said? What you talking about, Willis? Amen. Um, it's the new year, and I-, I said it earlier, but some of us are already struggling on our New Year's resolutions. It's okay. I literally, uh, and I'm, I-, I-, I used to get really embarrassed about my New Year's resolutions because I'd be like, I'm like a full commitment type of person, you know what I'm saying? Like, If I got an idea, it's like, you know, I don't like have the news resolution like I want to work out a little bit more. I'm like, I want to gain 30 pounds of muscle in a week. Like, that's how I commit to stuff. And then obviously it's completely unrealistic. So I drop off day two. That's kind of my uh, relationship with New Year's resolutions. But uh, in a new year, everybody asking, come on, what are you going to do this year? How's your year going? How is your new year? And uh, I want to start today off with a question. It's the first question. God ever asked man, first question ever, where are you? Where are you? Honestly, not physically, not where do you live, not what's your address, but where are you on the inside? I know the fairy dust uh, fell for some at New Year's, and for others of you, you realize you had the exact same life you had before the clock struck midnight. It was not a Cinderella situation. You would still look the way you did, and you're still praying for Prince Charming. It's okay. Um, that's why we're going to talk about prayer. But uh, we, I want to ask, where, where are you? God comes to Adam and Eve with this question. And, you know, God, when he asks questions, he's not really asking questions. Either he's not all throughout Scripture. God be asking questions. And it's like, God, you're clearly just making fun of us at this point because you know the answer to the question. So 
Um, he's like, hmm, there's a blind guy, like, walks up to Jesus, like, hey, Jesus, could you help me? He's like, what you need, man? It's like, Jesus, that is so disrespectful. Like, <laughs> he's like, so is there anything I can help you with? He's like, uh, I feel like. So the question is for Jesus, the question is to see if you'll be real with what's actually going on. It's not for him. How's your new year? Oh, you know. Amazing. Excited for all God's going. When God asks, where are you to Adam and Eve? He know exactly where they are. But he wants to know, do you know where you are? Favorite tattoos. Um, I have a lot of different ones. Okay, I'll do these. This, I did it with Firstborn, so I have Arlo Phoenix on my hand, um, and that's probably one of my favorite ones. One, just because it's my boy, it's my only son, um, and I, I think this took me into like feeling like, oh, you got hand tattoos, like that felt, like I had little ones on my hand, but once I did that, it felt, so I got Arlo Phoenix, I did Luna Rose on my neck, I don't know if you can see it on my necklaces, Abby actually wrote that one, which was super dope, so it's in Abby's hand line, Luna Rose, um, Jade October, don't expose my nipples out here, where's Jade, oh. I got jade on my chest right here. And then my new favorite one, I got blue behind my ear. Is it behind this ear? I think it is. Yeah, yeah. So I got blue Sunday down the side of my neck. So that's all the kids. I have, I literally think I'm gonna have to count all my tattoos right now. So let's, let's do, we'll try to speed this up. We have to speed this up in the video. So we. Thirty-eight. I did my next. I got another one up here. Yeah, what are you about? Oh yeah, Luna's name. Thirty-nine, forty. <laughs> uh, we're at forty. <laughs> Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Pick up your oil. Pick up your oil. I love you. I love you. I love you. Put that down. It's not helping you. Holding them captive ain't helping you. That unforgiveness ain't helping your marriage. That unforgiveness ain't helping you raise kids. That unforgiveness ain't helping you run a business. Put the offense down and pick up the oil God put in your hand. What are you talking about? You strange little man. Keep your eyes Oh. <laughs> what? No way! 